Um, but yeah, so let's get straight into our 10 o'clock conversation looking at the Val spillage. And there have been assurances now uh, from the Department of Water and Sanitation and this is around the fact that, that the intervention uh, with regards to the spillage in the Val is still receiving urgent government intervention. Let me take you to Maureen Stewart. She's the vice chairperson of NGO Save the Val. Maureen, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and uh, love your show and happy to be with you. And thank you so much for coming on, Maureen. Now, the situation in the Val has been evolving for some time. Uh, COVID, of course, has brought in its own dynamics in terms of the kind of work that has been able to be done there. And we've heard you as the business sector in particular, um, or as some of the stakeholders there, really complaining about the extent to which you felt the matter was being prioritized by government. Are you finding a change of tone in particular um, under Minister Lindiwe Sisulu? Absolutely, Cathy. Uh, Minister Sisulu has been like a breath of fresh air to the Val. Um, I think she is the first minister in the past at least 10, 12 years that has taken the time and trouble to actually come and see the problems and understand the problems for herself, to see how the community is affected and the impact on the Val River, which is such an important uh, river to to South Africa. Uh, we, we really uh, cannot express our admiration too much, you know, for her, and, and we're delighted with her. But our, our problem is that, you know, things are moving so slowly and time mm. is going by. Mm. That, and, and it's not her fault. You know, there's a lot of legislation and, bureaucracy and and so on and processes to be followed um that it's it's a slow process but obviously that is very frustrating to us when you talk about things moving slowly what specifically would you like to have seen happen at least by now that hasn't okay um going back a couple of years we Mm -hmm. we we had the sandf there who who came, you know, very keen to do a job, and they they did pretty well, but they were hamstrung because they didn't have the funding. Mm. They eventually got the funding, but they, but they got it when they were actually off-site, so that was, you know, a great pity. Uh, we then had, you know, Urbart who came in, um, and that was in, I've got to think of the years, 2019 uh, to 2020. Um, they also came in with, with, with much enthusiasm and great plans, um, but... They, to, you know, in our minds, they didn't tackle the problem properly. They dealt with the softer issue of actually cleaning pipes, without considering that you know you've got to have fix the water treatment plants uh, so that the, the water going into the river is not uh, contaminated with sewage. Mm. So, so that's been a major frustration to us. Um, they they have since uh, that that contract was not. Um, you know, was was not renewed by the minister. They weren't appointed, by the way, by, by Minister Sisulu. They were appointed by the previous minister. Uh, so they were a fact of life when Minister Sisulu, uh, you know, was appointed as, as Minister of Water and Sanitation. Um, this, program, this program has been building and developing. We've been fighting it for 12 years. Mm. So you can imagine the frustration. And nothing has got better. Everything has just got worse. Um, in, in terms of the pollution, in terms of the, the yeah. human, we've, we've now had the human rights report, 
And that really was a hard-hitting report and laid out the picture exactly. Mm. And I think one of the benefits, and a very important benefit of that report, apart from highlighting the issues, is that it's given the minister the the opportunity to actually invoke um, Section 63 of the Water Services Act to enable her to take over the, the actual running of mm. the of the of, of the works. She hasn't been able to do that up to now because, you know, there, there's legislation that, that dictates roles and responsibilities of each tier of government. Mm. So she hasn't been able. To, her hands have been sort of slightly tied, and that's that's why we're complaining about the long process. When it comes to bureaucracy and, and, and legislation and those kind of things, it's a very slow process. And I, I want us to get into what the Section 63, um, what, that, what, what that is going to entail. But before we get there, you know, um, the fact that the problem was allowed to persist for so long, do you think that that has made it worse in terms of the solutions that are being presented now? That the solution that is available, you know, you, you spoke about the interventions in the last two years, that those interventions perhaps would have worked much better had they been available, let's say, five years earlier and perhaps are not really fit for the scale of the problem right now. You are 100% right, Cathy. Um, if this matter had been dealt with properly, um, even five years ago, mm. we wouldn't be in the position that we are now, provided that the Infellini Local Council um, was actually able to operate and maintain, and I emphasize the word maintain, this is an old infrastructure and requires constant maintenance. The, the cleaning of the pipes, for example, is not a it's not a one-off project. This is an ongoing project mm. that has to happen. It's got to be, you know, formulated as part of a, 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 an annual program. So this is not happening. So if you know, if in hindsight, this work that the minister is now trying to do was done five years ago, and 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 the, the Infellini Council was able to pick up the ball and, you know, sort of handle the operations and the maintenance and provide the funding for it, uh, it, it would have been a different story today. Let's, so it's a great pity. Let's talk about the different ways in which we're seeing solutions. One of the latest being uh, the deployment of, of, of Cuban doctors, I mean, Cuban engineers, rather, to, to try and uh, assist in the situation there and help to f- fix some of the leaks and, and, other, and other problems that are facing that area. What have you been told about that? Your call has been placed on hold. All right, that's also it's always great. <laughs> I think there was just a slight issue there uh, with more. No Your call has been placed. I think that's Sputnik Ratao. It could well be a Sputnik Ratao's line. Morino is still on the line. I'm still on the line. Okay, yes. all right. So your okay. call has been placed. All right, so uh, we'll get we'll get uh, Dadiratau to come back onto the line. He, of course, is going to be part of the conversation uh, on behalf yeah. of the Department of Water and Sanitation. But Maureen, I was just asking you about the Cuban engineers. What have you been told about their deployment? Well, nothing really, and this is one of the biggest problems we have is communication mm. with the department. We, do, we, mm. we don't 
you know, the better the communication, the more understanding there is between different parties. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the Cuban, not Cuban doctors, the Cuban engineers, obviously, you know, any expertise is welcome. But I must add, you know, we have got superb engineers in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We have sanitation specialists. Um, and, and they are, you know, available in, in the private sector. Um, and in fact, they are, I think, underutilized. Certainly in this project, they've been underutilized. So sure, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go with, 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 you know, with the imported engineers. But we certainly do have expertise, engineering expertise um, in South Africa, and particularly in the Vol Triangle, actually. Mm, mm. So, so you don't think it was completely necessary then? I won't say that. Uh, you know, any expertise is always welcome, and I don't know the reason. You know, you know, for their, you know, their deployment. Mm. Um, maybe it, it seems to be some kind of an exchange program with with Cuba, which is very welcome. So mm. um, we, you know, we we have no problems with that. All right. But uh, we do have, you know, we do have lots of our own expertise Maureen I I can hear you trying not to get yourself into trouble so I'm going to move on swiftly (laughs) 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 no no problem at all Uh, Sputnik Ratao is the spokesperson for the Department of Water and Sanitation Mr. Ratao good morning to you Um, good morning and good morning to Maureen morning morning, Sputnik are you well Maureen haven't seen you for a while too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to hear that, you know, you guys have a long-standing working relationship. And, you know, Mr. Rata, one of the things that Maureen was saying is that... It is a very active part of, of uh, the, 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 the forum that we have mm. around the issues of the VAR, mm. uh, such that it is not something that is starting now, but it is something that we have built over time. Mm. And, and really, they are... They are Activism is is most welcome as well as their input. Mm. One of the things that Maureen was was mentioning is that even though there seems to be a change in tone in terms of the response from government to intervene in the problem, despite all the work that has been done, there's been very little change on the ground in terms of the actual problem that is being experienced. Yes, we, there, there is. There has been very little change uh, when we look at it over 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 the period, uh, uh, Katie. We have to accept that, uh, and that is why it was it was very important for us to to relook at uh, the work that the SANDF was doing and the work that Ervat was doing, and to say they've taken us as far as they could, but what else is is required? And that is why in the ultimate. Uh, there was a, a, a decision to say, uh, you know, the construction unit of the department will, will take over the leadership of this intervention and therefore be able to push from there. And that is why I think even even our stakeholders and as well as, uh, you know, the interested parties have been able to understand where we're coming from. But also, it, it is very important that we actually keep uh, you know, everyone uh, 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 on, on uh, you know, uh, understanding and knowing where we are, whether we are we are winning or not, uh, is, is neither here nor there. The main thing is that all of us have got to be on the same page. Mm. How much money has been spent? And I know you might not have a, a full figure, but even an estimate will do in terms of trying to to help solve the problem there so far. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have a ballpark figure at the top mm-hmm. of my head, but I think it's anything between 500 to to 900 million. I think mm-hmm. that has been 
the last while. And uh, we are looking at, obviously, uh, a much higher expenditure over the next two, uh, three years that we are expecting that we should be able to get through this matter. Mm. Mr. Ratao, why, why was the situation allowed to, to be what it is today? Why was there no intervention sooner? I think the, 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 the issue is that we, we, we know that uh, local government... Uh, in terms of wastewater and water, uh, or rather reticulation services, has been declining over time. And it's not just Mfuleni, by the way. A lot of times we just look at Mfuleni, look at the area of the Val. Because in the alt- Sputnik? All right, we seem to be losing losing his line there. there there's a bit of uh, difficulty with Sputnik Ratawu's line, and he's the spokesperson for the Department of Water and Sanitation. So as you've heard there, just you know, a rough estimate from him, between 500 million and a billion rand, uh, just under a billion rand already spent in trying to solve the problem. They're going to spend even more money over the next two years. And, you know, the, the big question is, This money is money that obviously could have been better spent. And now we're trying to deal with a problem that has just declined. The state of decline of the infrastructure is so bad that it's costing more to be able to get it back online than it would have if it was properly maintained. Uh, Mr. Rata, I understand that you're back on the line. Yes, I'm back on the line. Apologies for that. No problem. I, uh, it, it's a question of deliber- uh, 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 you know, dilapidating infrastructure all over time. And Maureen is correct. You know, if we do not have the, the operations and maintenance that is up to scratch of our uh, infrastructure, we will always get to the situation where we are right now. And I think maybe uh, it is a question of all inside as well. Uh, you know, those processes might have taken a bit long for us to be able to get to where we are because as a regulator, we do have responsibilities of sorts to actually take the the, the municipalities, uh, you know, uh, through certain processes. In the the ultimate, by the way, if if nothing comes through, we are able to take them through up to the court. So it it could be a combination of all of those uh, and, and therefore this is where we are. How many municipalities do you foresee falling into the the, the the experience of what is happening in the Val now? Because you said it's, it's a widespread issue, and I think many South Africans uh, know that. Yes, it's, it's actually the larger part of our municipalities, especially the smaller municipalities and the less affluent uh, local municipalities. Uh, we, we, we do have that, that, that situation of uh, our infrastructure at local level that would include your wastewater treatment plants that would include your uh, water reticulation uh, uh, systems and so on that are not up to scratch and that is why in this instance the minister has uh, worked is rather working very closely with minister of culture and so that we can get misa that's the municipal infrastructure support agency to really also uh, uh, you know uh, uh, um, uh, come closer to, to where the issues are, because even as we would be able to to assist through our 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 grants, our regional bulk infrastructure grants and others, 
But in the ultimate, you know, we need to be sure that the operations and maintenance are optimal all the time. We're in conversation with Sputnik Radau. He's the spokesperson for the Department of Water and Sanitation and Maureen Stewart. She's the vice president of NGO Save the Val. After the news headlines, we'll ask about those Cuban engineers and also what this invocation of Section 63 effectively is going to mean for um, the department as they take over, my understanding is, the running of um, the the, system. in Mfuloini. All of that coming up in a moment. Uzile Sako is standing by with your 1030 News headlines. Here, there and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105 FM in Peter Maritzburg. We continue our look in terms of the spillage out in the Val. You can also give us a call uh, to be part of this conversation. The number to use, 011-714-2006. And on the WhatsApp line, you can send those voice notes and messages to 614 I'm in conversation this morning with Maureen Stewart. She's the vice chairperson of the NGO Save the Val. And Sputnik Ratau, who's the spokesperson for the Department of of water and sanitation. So, uh, Mr. Ratao, just speak to us then about this uh, deployment of Cuban engineers, we understand, to help fix some of the problems there in the Val? <laughs> um, the, the Cuban engineers are not specifically for the Val, Katie. Uh, they, are, they are going to be in a number of municipalities and some of our own regional offices of the department. Um, But that is a separate process altogether um, because that has got to do with uh, the international relations that we have uh, with with Cuba as as, as with many other uh, um, countries where we have exchanges of experience and uh, knowledge and so on. So that would be where that, that, that other process sits. So, so who's running the project? Is it the Department of Water and Sanitation or the Department of International Relations? It is the Department of Water and Sanitation, but obviously okay. it is under the umbrella of our international relations uh, uh, work. So how because much? Remember, remember mm. that that would fall under the government-to-government uh, uh, kind of agreements and so on, uh, and, and as well as obviously you, know, you would know that South Africa and Cuba has had diplomatic relations mm-hmm. since uh, 1994. So that's fine. So ultimately it is being administered by, by the department? By the department. Okay. Yes. How, how much are you spending on that project? Well, uh, for, for, this course, uh, for this financial year, uh, uh, we have set aside an amount, I think it's between 61 and 64 million rand. Uh, this is on the doctors, right? Uh, I mean, on the engineers. Yes. A- and how many are going to be coming through? Uh, it's 25 in all. We still are waiting one. Uh, and one of the, those, the 24 that were already here, has had to go back home because of uh, some family issues that have arisen. So in the ultimate, we'll have, we'll have 24. Oh, so, so you'll have 24 engineers and 64 million rand spent on the project altogether? For, for the financial year, yes. Mm, mm, mm. And are, are, are these engineers going to be getting paid? There is a stipend that, that, that they will be receiving over this period. How much is it? 
I don't have that figure, Kathy. I, w- I would get it back to you at okay. any time. Okay. Yeah. Of course, the, the, the issue is that many South Africans are asking, and we saw this, uh, you know, during COVID when we had Cuban doctors being brought in. Uh, the big question is really, do we not have South Africans with these skills to be able to do this job? I think, Kathy, we must understand that this is not a, a, a form of a competition between Cubans and ourselves. This is in line with uh, uh, international uh, relations and the, um, uh, the, the relations that we have with a particular uh, um, uh, country. And this could be a can- any other country. Remember that we do have uh, some of these other agreements as well with uh, other countries like your Japan and your Netherlands and so on. So this is not really a competition to say, do we have the skills, do we not? Uh, we are our people less less uh, uh, knowledgeable than any other. It's not anything like that. I, I completely understand the point, but for South Africans who are sitting at home and, of course, are you know facing the consequences of the job losses and the impact, the messaging around it, um, for in particular for skills such as engineering, uh, do you think that that sends a, a negative message to South Africans that uh, perhaps their skills are not good enough to do some of these some of these uh, these jobs? I would hope that it doesn't, especially because you must remember this is not full-time employment. And what you are asking about would be where we would mm-hmm. have people on a full-time employment in a particular discipline. So I think we would, we would, I would, I would, I would, uh, 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 you know, argue that it, it, it is not about conflating the, 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 the two and making them one. Mm-hmm. It really is not about competing between. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and we know that it's not the first time that Cuban doctors are being, I mean, Cuban engineers, sorry, I keep <laughs> saying doctors. I'm sure they would be doctors tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Cuban engineers are being deployed to assist with, with the problem in the Val, at least that's my understanding. Uh, that's why I'm saying it's not about the Val. It is it is it mm-hmm. is mainly the, the municipality and a number of municipalities that have been identified as well mm-hmm. as uh, training for some of our own, mm-hmm. and and Kathy, uh, mm-hmm. I must I must indicate that we do have uh, some of our uh, uh, graduate trainees who have been under the the, 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 the previous cohort of, of 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 engineers who have who have the experience of having worked with them, and they can be able to attest as to what it is that they have been able to to gain out of that. But it is it is also just uh, uh, in line with, with the enhancement of our government-to-government relations, uh, as, as I was putting to you. Mm. What would you say was the benefit of having them here the previous time? Well, they've been able to assist you, you know, in, in terms of uh, uh, what the ideals were for, for that time. Remember that in the main, it is about assisting especially the struggling municipalities, especially the rural and far-flung municipalities, where we do not have the capacity to attract the kind of uh, skills that we have. Remember, Kathy, in order for us to also be able to have the, the requisite and necessary skills, a municipality has got to be able to attract those skills and retain them. And most of the time it is about whether they have the necessary uh, um, income uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of whether they collect uh, from their billing systems and what have you. And some of those municipalities are not able to do that. And that is why 
you find that they are struggling to be able to attract such, 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 such uh, capacity. I mean, I remember one time we went to one of the municipalities in the Northern Cape. It's a very small municipality. Mm. And the guy that we found there that was uh, the technical uh, person around water was very knowledgeable, very young, and very keen to do the work. The reality is that that, that we, 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 we had at the back of our minds is that we just wonder how long this guy is going to be able to last in this place because they will always be posed by, by, by either other municipalities or even the private sector. And that is a battle that we have all the time. Let me go to the phone lines. Emmanuel, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. Uh, good morning to your guest and to the listener. Um, first of all, the issue of the Cuban expats is not even an issue as, as regards to the VAL because countries go into international exchange uh, programs. So when a country sends uh, some experts to other countries, it doesn't mean that they are better than others. So it's just a question of international relationship. To my main point, Katie, and to your it is very, very disappointing, very, very appalling to hear one of your guests here telling us, or maybe two of your guests there telling us, uh, the, the, the problem of the VAL is the uh, whole infrastructure or whatnot, whatnot. Let me give you a simple, a simple example. I am living in a shack, and in two years from now, I know that that shack will not be as strong as I know I, I had it in the first time. So I have to start making a plan. Mm. This problem of the of the sewage into the Bar River didn't start today. It has started long time. Mm. The municipality, they are supposed to have known that these things are going to happen. You know, when these machines were installed, they're supposed to know that these machines will, will go bad at some time. What, what were they doing? What were the plans? Who are the officials, the departmental heads, the engineers, the technicians? Who are they? What were they doing? They're collecting salaries living on government expenditures, why have why they not been proactive to ensure that they take all these things into consideration? You know, I like somebody, that one person that used to call on this program, Butana. He speaks his mind. And that is the kind of person we need in South Africa. How, how do you put people who are just paying, get, getting paid every month and mm-hmm. they cannot proactively think ahead? It is because they don't have the the, the, the mind of serving the people. Mm. No, 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 no dedication to their job. All and that's right. why we're having the problems today. So for them to come and be telling us um, uh, old infrastructure, it's, 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 it's not, it, it shows, it shows they're, they're only confirming their inefficiency. Of course, Emmanuel, of course, Maureen is one of those that have, they were raising this issue long before it even happened. But the point has been made, Emmanuel, out in, in Cape Town. Um, Majosi in Standerton, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm all right, how are you, sir? I'm good, ma'am. Mm. Ma'am, I have a question to Osputnik there. Mm. I just want to know, what is his message to the unemployed South Africans that have this skill that you had to go to Cuba to look for? What is the message to those graduates and those that are unemployed with this skill? Thank you, ma'am. All right. Mr. Ratau? Kathy, I think, I think uh, uh, I'll go back to what I said earlier. And that 
you know, we, we, this is not meant to say to people that you do not know what you are all about, South Africans. But in terms of the government-to-government and international relations, the agreements that we have, there are certain uh, things that we agree upon and certain conditions. You, it's not just about water. You can look at trade and industry. You can look at health is very well known uh, and, and other disciplines where some of these exchanges happen. It does not imply that the people that have qualified here are not good enough. All we are saying is that in the meantime, and this is not long-term employment. That's another thing. Mm. This is about being able to do the exchange programs as we have agreed as well as and so on. But we are not saying people in the country are ill-equipped. That is not what we are saying. Let me go to Luca in the Val. Luca, good morning. Good morning, Oskethi. Mm. I'm staying in the Val. Mm. And then uh, I, I see on a daily basis what is happening to our river here and the very source of our um, water system. Um, but the, uh, the point that I wanted to get at, let's not use diplomacy here. But please tell Mr. Sputnik Radau that the infrastructure, the water infrastructure here was built without the Cubans. It was built by apartheid regime, and then it, the, the ANC government inherited a functioning water system. Mm. Out of their own choice, they allowed this system to decay and fall apart. Now, they, I wouldn't have had a problem if they fetched the Cubans. And then the Cubans come here uh, just for charity. I wouldn't mind that. But once they start involving money, and they are not involving 100 rents or 600 rents or 1,000 rents, they are involving millions. While they are, our children go to school here and they do not have employment, Yet, because of their international relations, they have to prioritize the Cubans. South Africa can survive without the Cubans. Mm. We've been surviving without them anyway. I don't care who, whether he's pink, whether he's white, whether there are engineers here who build our water systems and they are still here. Even if they are white, they must be brought back to come and, and pick up this uh, dilapidated system. All right. Luca in the Val, thanks for the call. Thanks, man. Hitler, you're out in Boshoff. Good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fine, Kate. Get mm. you know those things of the Cubans. I used to work with them in the Free State Human Settlement. And let me let me be into quite frankly. Those guys know absolutely nothing. Mm. Even when it comes to human settlement. Just take an example in Warden. Those houses which were engineered by those Cubans in Warden, Warden, Warden. You know the place called Warden? No, no, I don't. I don't, unfortunately. Yes. Those yeah. houses had to, be de- had, had to be demolished because of they were engineered by the Cubans. I kept, and you know how much they earn. They are earning like salaries of deputy directors in the Department of Human Settlement in the Free State. Whereas I'm a, a clerk. Every time when I have to write a, a, a report, they copy everything from me, but I'm a clerk, but they are earning 
goes to and they get they get money for food, they get security, they get anything. These Cubans, that's why the other one by the name of Gonzalez, he used to tell me that no, in Cuba we don't we don't fail, we don't fail. Every time they they keep on drinking black label every day, every day when they, we get out of when we are going to do field work. So this issue of of Cubans being so extraordinary and normally I normally hear. Even from FM, you get surprised by the guy called Tushomotam. I used to work with them. I'm going to, to be quite frank with them. Those creepers know absolutely but, but, but Hitler, Hitler, it could well be maybe one or two people that you are working with, right? It doesn't mean that I, all of I them. I used to know. work with all of all of them. That they are serious <laughs> about Gonzalez. Mm. All of them in the human settlement. And every time after when they contract, they contract uh, as we didn't finish, they go to maybe to Peru and whatever. Mm. I used to be friends with them. They knew nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Mm. All right. I'm telling you the gospel truth. Hitler? I'm working for human settlement. That's why I'm talking it all over the mm. national radio. They mm. know they know nothing. Mm. Mm. Yes, Hitler. but they get huge, huge salaries. Hitler, let me bring in Sputnik Ratao. Sputnik, um, response to uh, some of the issues raised by callers, and then Maureen, I also give you an opportunity to to wrap up the 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 interview as well. Well, from, from my point of view, Kathy, uh, look, we, the the people that I, I, I have been. Uh, roped in, have been thoroughly interviewed uh, to see that they are uh, in line with what we would like to, to, to see come out. And uh, it is correct that, I mean, this is not the first uh, uh, batch of, of, of Cubans that has come through. And all of them go through a very rigorous uh, uh, interview session and selection uh, uh, so that we, we, we bring the, those skills that we, we, we really would love to see being enhanced coming to the country. Look, there will always be skepticism. There will always be skepticism, but we have to accept as well that there's a lot of work that has been done and we can be able to detail that. And one of the things that maybe we, we, we will need to do, Kathy, is, is on, a, on, a, on, a, on a periodic, uh, you, you know, periodically we might need to come back and say these are the things that we started on uh, uh, from this time, these are the things that these people have been involved in, this is how far they have gone. The municipalities in which they work must be able to come and give an account as well, right. as well as some of those uh, 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 graduate Chinese that work under them. They must come and say what it is that, that is their experience, and then we can be able to see if there's a difference or not. All right, no problem. Thank you so much for being part of uh, this conversation. Maureen? Yeah, um, thank you for a fantastic program here. Uh, I would just like to say that our particular interest is the VAL, mm. and what we would like to see is a proper plan with in, in project format to see exactly what is going to start when and when it's going to be completed mm. and how much. Mm. That's the first thing to get the, 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 the system working properly. The second aspect is to ensure the ongoing operation and maintenance uh, effective maintenance and effective operation of the system. And then the third thing, which I know that the department are also busy with, is expansion of the system. Because as one of your, one of your, call, your guests said, the um, system was built in the apartheid era mm. and it's simply, it, it, it's, it's working over capacity. 
And it is also the, the fact that that expansion program has not gone ahead. It's holding up, you know, housing developments as well, um, especially, you know, the, the counting housing schemes. So, yeah, there's a lot to be done. And then finally, please, please, guys, communication. That's it helps so much. All right. Maureen, thank you so much for coming onto your show, more onto our show rather. <laughs> well, it's pretty much been your show as well. Maureen Stewart is the vice chairperson of the NGO Save the Val, and you also heard from the department's Budnik Radar. Lots of responses from you on this issue, in particular, um, the issue of the deployment of Cuban engineers uh, on the SMS line. What skills? Uh, have we as South African taken to Cuba or any other countries and as an international relations program? That's one listener. Somebody else says, let us bring the Cuban politicians. They can replace our own politicians as part of an exchange program. Uh, so I'll bring you more of the feedback from that conversation. For now, we'll take a quick break.